You are Locked On Jets, your daily podcast on the New York Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Jets podcast on this Thursday, August 9th, 2018. I, of course, am your host, John B. from gangreennation.com. If you enjoy the show, subscribe to it on iTunes or Spotify and leave the show a good review in iTunes if you do enjoy it. It's Thursday, which means it's mailbag day. We'll jump into questions from the comment section of gangreennation.com. Our first question deals with Khalil Mack, who is in the middle of a whole contract issue with the Oakland Raiders. Um, it looks like this might be one of the rare occurrences coming up where an elite player becomes available through trade or free agency. If Khalil Mack cannot get a deal done with the Raiders, Mack is one of the best, if not the best, edge rusher in the NFL, and... Being in his prime, he has three to four years of very high-level football left in him. No need to mention his edge-rushing skill set. He would fill the biggest need the Jets have on the roster. So my question is this. How much should the Jets be willing to in- invest in Mac, either in a trade or in the open market next offseason? Well, uh, my answer to these questions always... T- the first, the beginning of my answer to these questions always seems always tends to begin the same way, is I, I would have a tough time believing the Raiders would be dumb enough to trade Galil Mack. In the event they were, I think that you make a very aggressive offer if you're the Jets. You know, I've, I've gotten a number of these questions in recent mailbags about, you know, if this player becomes available, if that player becomes available, should the Jets have interest? And usually I take a very cautious stance because I really do believe that you you do have to build through the draft in this league. Yes, the established player has a better has better odds of becoming a good has a better has better odds of contributing to your team than a draft pick, which is inherently riskier. But you also have to consider salaries. You are paying for the fact that the guy's established. You're paying a lot more money, and this league has a salary cap, so you can't just build through high-priced players. You have to develop your own stars. Mac is the type of player I make make an exception for because he's one of the top two to three pass rushers in the league. He plays a premium position, and he's. I mean, when we're talking about non-quarterbacks in the league, Mac is a guy who's right up there with anybody in terms of value. So, you know, this is the type of guy you make an exception for. I'm not a big fan of trading for players whose skill set I can easily replicate on the free agent market. So if we're talking trade, and another caveat I need to throw out there is, it's not like the Jets are going to be the only team that would be interested in trading for Khalil Mack. I mean, I was was at training camp this week, and I was on Twitter, and there was some story about speculating about Mack's uh, future, whether Mack may be traded. And as I'm on Twitter, I see, like, immediately some... Packers site has some article, the Packers should trade for Khalil Mack. Some Buffalo Bills site, the Bills should trade for Khalil Mack. So there will be quite a market for him. Now, if you're talking historically when uh, premium players get traded, what what's the compensation? We'll start with what's the what's the best pick that the team gives away? And usually it's a first-round pick. Uh, you know, if you're talking Jared Allen from Minnesota to – I'm sorry, from Kansas City to Minnesota. If you're talking Revis from the Jets to – Tampa Bay, Percy Harvin, Minnesota to Seattle. Usually the top compensation involves a first-round pick, and then maybe you throw in a mid-round pick or two, maybe a late-round pick or two. That's usually what the compensation is. Would I trade that for Mac? Absolutely, yes. Mac is one of the few players I would trade a first-round pick for. And, I, see, I'm a big believer that this year, and I, I, I as much as I usually shy away from rigid uh, – 
rigidly talking about the Jets need to take a player at this position in the first round. Usually I like to shy away from that. I think the Jets almost have to take a player at one of two positions in the first round of this year's draft, either edge rusher or left tackle. So certainly fits what the Jets need at this point. Um, so that's that's how I would approach it. And in terms of if he gets to free agency, the Jets are going to have a lot of free agent space. So I would not have any hesitation to make him the top-paid edge rusher in the league. So, you know, I, I, start, I think if Mack becomes available, he's the type of guy you make a very strong effort to sign. You, you get very aggressive if you're the Jets because that's the whole point of having the cap space is to get a, go out and get a guy like that. Next question deals with... Um, also deals with Khalil Mack. If we added Khalil Mack, could our defense be number one in the NFL? I mean, I don't know if it's going to be the number one defense in the NFL, but it's a really good. De- it becomes a really good defense, and the Jets become, I think, instant playoff contenders if Sam Darnold starts right away and is good right off the bat. Because suddenly, you know, you have not you have Matt, you had Mack to the mix, then you have Leonard Williams. Hopefully, Jamal Adams makes a leap this year. And, you know, you have Tremaine, Tremaine Johnson becomes the fourth best player on this defense. And, when, you know, if Tremaine Johnson's my best player on defense, I've got problems. Tremaine Johnson's maybe my fourth best player. Now, now I'm building a pretty good defense. You know, this is, I don't know that it's number one in the league. I, I mean, I, I think they'd still have some work to do in certain other spots. I think the linebacker situation still the off-ball, not, not outside linebacker, not edge rusher, but inside linebacker has some question marks. But... And I think corner after you get past Johnson also has some question marks, but I think that it's it's a very good defense. I think it's the type of I think it's a playoff caliber defense, and I think that it's the you know I I think it puts the Jets in the playoff mix if you add a guy like Khalil Mack because there's just so much impact there that he brings to the table. So I think yeah I I definitely think that. Um, it, it I mean it, it makes a big difference. I don't know I, I don't know that it's number one in the league, but it makes a big difference. Next question, we're sticking on the topic of edge rusher trades. Dante Fowler, do you think the Jets should pursue it and at what cost? It might be not be possible, but if it is, if we're talking about a trade, no. And uh, see, I don't think that the Jets should trade for any player in the last year of his contract. Aside from, you know, Khalil Mack might be a different story because Khalil Mack is Khalil Mack. You know, that's the type of player you, you make an exception for. But I'm not a big fan of uh, Dante Fowler. Uh, I, I, I shouldn't say that. I don't hate Dante Fowler, but I don't think he's the type of guy I would give up a pick to get. And you know, also the fact he's in the last year of his contract, that means I'm only getting one year of him, and that one year I'm getting of Dante Fowler is a year the Jets are still building. You know, ne- next season, the Jets are going to have Darnold in their second year. They'll, they will have brought in you know a free agent class, hopefully, you know, hopefully one that's better than this year's free agent class. And part of that will be... The, Jets should be an easier sell to free agents with Darnold in the place, but also last year's free agent class just stunk. Hopefully, there'll be higher quality players on the market this year. So, you know, I, I struggle to trade for any player with many, most players with one year left on their deal. And I would also add that Fowler just is not really good enough that I need to make an exception to go out and get him. I mean, I think he's the type of player whose skill set actually might be. He, possible to replicate on the open market. Now, if he becomes a free agent and he's willing to take a reasonable deal, maybe I'll pursue him in free agency. But, you know, I just don't think he's, he's enough of a difference maker to upend your plans to go get. I, I think that he's he's not a bad player, but he's just not enough of a difference maker for me to 
aggressively make a play. Now, look, if Jack if Jacksonville's willing to give him away for like a seventh round pick, sixth round pick, okay, that's you know that's a different story. If they're willing to practically give him away, that's fine. But I'm not sure that they're going to be willing to give him away, and I would not expend any serious resources to try and get Dante Fowler. Sometimes it's hard to get to the gym, but Nordic Track has a series of training equipment to give you amazing workouts in the convenience of your own home, including treadmills, exercise bikes, incline trainers, and strength. You can join high-energy streamed workouts any time of the day without stepping out the door. Join streamed workouts both in studios and in exotic destinations around the world. Start your day with a run through the streets of Paris and end with cross-training on the shores of Thailand, or work out on the African safari. Workouts are led by the world's top personal trainers to ensure you meet your fitness goals. And as a special offer for Locked On Jets listeners, you can get $75 off your Nordic Track purchase by visiting nordictrack.com slash locked on and using the offer code locked on. Again, visit N-O-R-D-I-C-T-R-A-C-K.com slash locked on, nordictrack.com slash locked on, and use offer code locked on during checkout to save $75 off your purchase. Our next question deals with the offensive line and the pass rush. Specifically, which do you think has a better chance to surprise, the Jets' offensive line or the Jets' pass rush? Both look terrible on paper, but I wonder if there's any optimism. Well, I think of the two, the offensive line has the better chance to surprise because I at least see a pathway for this offensive line to be average. You know, if James Carpenter bounces back from a bad year and if Spencer Long can find his form from 2016, and if Brian Winters' 2016 is more indicative of the player he'll be going forward than the way he's looked the rest of his career, if Brandon Shell improves a little bit, and if everybody stays healthy, conceivably this could be a middle-of-the-pack, decent offensive line. Now, the one thing I'll say about that is, you know, that's like five things you need to go right. If I need one thing to go right, okay, that's, that's actually pretty plausible. To get five things all to go right, it's a lot, and that's, I think, one of the reasons people are so down on this offensive line is that it's plausible they could be, you know, middle of the pack, but you need an awful lot to go right. And, I mean, the most important thing, it might be just staying healthy because, again, it's on this offensive line. So it's a long pathway, but the pathway does exist, whereas when we're talking pass rushers, edge rushers, unless you're trading for Khalil Mack, I mean, I don't see any light at the end of the tunnel. If we're just talking about guys who are on the team right now, I don't see where the pass rush is coming from. I don't I don't see any edge rushers on this team right now who really have a ton of upside. So I think that the offensive line being good would be surprising, but it wouldn't be totally shocking because you can at least see a scenario where that plays out if you get a lot of things to, to go right. Even if everything goes right for the edge rushers, I don't see where things are going to improve unless you make a trade or something like that, unless you find somebody from the outside. Next question. Did you notice Derek Jones when you were at practice? What do you make of him? Question from Gang Green Nation member Fly14. And Fly14, I mean, I, I don't know if you were, maybe you were spending too much time tending to your rose bushes because I talked about that on yesterday's show. I told, I told, I said, Derek, maybe you weren't listening. Maybe, again, maybe I'm joking around. Uh, it's a guy I know who is a gardener uh, who has a tortured history with his rose bushes. But I, I, I mentioned this on yesterday's show. Um, Derek Jones, 
was a guy who actually kind of stood out in a positive way. And it wasn't anything I really noticed while I was watching him practice. It was more something that, as it, it was something as I was driving home, I, I started thinking, and I was like, that guy was really in the middle of a lot of plays. Like, he, he was really in solid coverage when he was tested. So, yeah, I, I was pretty impressed. Now, the next step is going to be once the preseason games start, and how is he going to play then? You know, it's one thing to, do, to play well in a couple practices. It's another to play well in preseason. It's still another to play well once the regular season games start. Once the you know uh, Jones will probably see a lot of time against backups. He, he may see some time against fringe players. So we'll find out um, starting Friday the next step of the process for him. But I, I did notice him, and I thought he played pretty well. He's been getting a lot of buzz in camp. Maybe he can help provide this team some depth at corner, and the team certainly could use some depth at corner. So, you know, guy to keep your eye on, I think, and it's a guy who's at least put together the first step of a, of a positive campaign. Now, playing well, again, playing well at this time of year, playing well in training camp, that does not guarantee you that you are going to be able to, uh, that doesn't guarantee that you're going to put together a good season, but in a scenario, if we're talking a month from month or two from now, that Jones has put together. Jones is actually looking like a good season. Jones is actually looking like he's got a good season. It probably began with a strong with a strong performance in training camp. Next question: Will Sam Darnold get any game time with the first team on Friday? My guess would be yes, because in training camp, I mean, it seems does seem like he's getting the bulk of the reps. I think the Jets are doing what they can to get him as as comfortable with this offense as possible. And based on the way the Jets have treated him in training camp, I think they're they're giving him every chance to win the starting job. And just as easy to forget, but they gave Hackenberg every chance to win the starting job last year. Hackenberg just didn't take it. This year, at this early point, and again, like like with Jones, preseason is going to be the next step. You know, it's good to play well in practice. You're gonna now you have to show it in preseason. But he's off to a good start. You know, you you like where he's at. So I would, I think he will. I think my guess would be if you follow what they did last year, McCown got very minimal steps uh, snaps in preseason which was smart i think that that's the right move again 30 i've said this the other day 39 years old he's not going to need a ton of prep time to get ready he knows what he's doing he knows how to run these concepts so the two guys who should get more time are bridgewater and darnold and certainly darnold i think above bridgewater because darnold is a guy you know darnold's putting himself in the mix to earn the starting job and he's the future of the franchise the question is is the future now our next question, should the Jets try to extend Leonard Williams right now and save a few bucks before he has a monster season and commands top defensive line money? I said this, I think I said this going back to last season ending. I would absolutely do it now. I think, yes. And I, and I don't know how much money you're saving. I think he's you, Leonard Williams is going to be doing all right in his next contract. He's going to be getting a big payday in his next contract. But yeah, I, I think in today's NFL, if you've got a player that you know is good, a guy that you know you want to be part of your team long term, it almost is always better to get it done early, because the with the cap when the cap keeps going up, prices keep going up. And in the case of Williams, if you do it now, you can buy out a very cheap year on his contract this year. You can buy out a year where he's again he's not going to be it's going to be more expensive, but not that expensive next year. And maybe he he'll be more amenable to leaving a little bit of money. I don't think he's leaving a lot of money on the table, but he might leave a little bit of money on the table if you get this thing done early. And again, in today's NFL, you're almost always better off if you can get a player signed early and maybe save a few bucks. It's probably the right move because 
again, these players aren't going to get cheaper. I mean, these players, the price is only going to go up the more you wait because the longer you wait, the more lever, the more leverage Williams has. I mean, we saw this with the Muhammad Wilkerson situation where, in retrospect, the Jets probably should have gotten a done deal done earlier. Instead, they ended up giving him a mega deal, which, you know, even if, and even if the Wilkerson contract had worked out better, they still probably would have lost some money on it. And, of course, the way it worked out, it ended up being one of the worst contracts in recent NFL history. And part of that was just due to the fact they did not get it done early. So to the extent you can get a deal done early with Williams, I'd be certainly happy to do that. Next question. If a gun's to your head, is Sam Darnold legit? Hey, I've been saying it since uh, I've been saying it since before the Jets, Jets drafted him. This is not a case where the Jets drafted a quarterback and now suddenly I'm a big fan. I, if you, I can uh, send you the... The shows that the shows I did before the draft, I can send you the shows from last year. I've I've been saying since before the Jets picked him that I think Darnold is going to be one of the next great quarterbacks in the NFL. I, I and I, I don't think three I don't think seeing a handful of practices would have changed my mind on Darnold, but nothing I saw this week changed my mind. I think he you know, he's got all the potential in the world. And our last question: Does Jamal does Jamal Adams talk too much? I don't have a problem with a player talking, but I'll say this. If you're going to talk, you better back it up. And Adams, we've heard a lot from him during the offseason. I think he's, again, a guy I think has a lot of potential. A guy I was a big fan of when the Jets drafted him. I was He was the guy I wanted the Jets to draft. He's got to go back it up now. I, I don't, Again, I you, go, you, you can talk all you want. Just go out there on Sundays and dominate. And if you do that, nobody's going to have a problem with it. That's it for our show today. This has been the Lockdown Jets podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. As always, if you enjoy the show, subscribe on iTunes or Spotify, and do leave the show a good review on iTunes if you enjoy it. Have a great Thursday, everybody. We will be back tomorrow to preview the preseason opener.